Welcome to the Linguist Lounge, a podcast dedicated to all us world language teachers who want a place for ideas, humor, and professional development. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or just starting out in the field of language education, we aim to offer valuable insights and practical tips to help you improve your teaching skills that will better connect you with your students and your craft. From classroom strategies and lesson planning to cultural immersion and technology integration, we cover it all in a fun, quick, and engaging way that will leave you feeling inspired and motivated to take your teaching to the next level. Welcome back to the lounge, everybody. I'm Luke. I'm Heather. I'm Dali. And we're the linguists. We would like to welcome you to the second episode of the Linguist Lounge. Woohoo! Welcome back. And I thought we could take the next couple of episodes to give you guys like a brief introduction of who we are and maybe why we feel qualified to be giving you advice. And um, especially because I think a lot of times as educators, this has been my experience, but if someone comes to talk to me about education and they've never been in a classroom before, I'm like, red flag. <laughs> so I think that it would be really great if we just spent a couple of episodes talking about us. And I think today we're going to start with lovely co-host Heather. Mm-hmm. So Heather. I Heather. was just saying that I'm my favorite person to talk about, so. Yeah, I mean, this is so true, you guys. You can, I, I know you can't see it in her face, but you can literally see it in her face. <laughs> she's, she's just like beaming with joy about talking about herself. She's been waiting her whole life to do this. <laughs> okay, so uh, I think what we need to start off by doing is just like tell us a little bit about yourself, tell us your origin story, and then Dalia and I will be uh, more than happy to chime in and ask you questions. Mm, so. Perfect. Okay. Uh, origin story. So, I mean, you know, high school, whatever. Then went to college and I decided to major in elementary education. Uh, thought I was going to be an elementary school teacher. Hey, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us your name first? Oh, my name's Heather. I, but they know that because I just said my name. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm I just thought we should go with the decorum. Okay. I'm, I'm Heather. And if you want to cut all that out, you can. Uh, my name's Heather. Uh, and then I went to college, going to be elementary education. And uh, then I met my husband and uh, changed my plans because he was going to go to Germany. And I was like, well, he is a cutie patootie, so I'm going to follow him. Uh, but he was going heading to Germany. And I knew that in Germany, uh, being a teacher there is actually a federal position. And so you have to be a citizen to teach mm. there. And so I was like, well, if I finish this degree, uh, then I won't be able to teach. So let's just go. And so we did. So we lived in Germany for about nine and a half years. We just round and say 10. Um, and then he wanted to come back to work on his hood, PhD. Um, and so I was like, all right, well, then I'll go back to school and become a German teacher since I know German now. And so we did, got my master's. And uh, then I started teaching in a little town called Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, at a school there. I was one of three German teachers there, so it was a you know considerably bigger program. Uh, and then we decided to move down here, and now we've been here for about four years. So nice. Yeah. What I mean, obviously the. I think one a turning point for you would have been like moving to Germany. That would have been like the impetus for you like learning you German. Like, but yes. what really got you interested in it? Like, was there was there a point where you were like, okay, I'm not I'm no longer learning this just for utilitarian purposes, um, but because I actually enjoy it. Enjoy it. And, and just to confirm, you knew zero German no. before moving back because no. that's a, I feel like that's a unique thing for a mm-hmm. world language educator. A lot of times, you know. Yeah. No, the interest the, was not there. Kind Deutsch at all. Kind Deutsch. 
my husband tried to teach me some, um, but I was like, you being smarter than me is not something that I'm interested in, so I just need you to back off. <laughs> so, and he already knew, he already knew German, because he had done his internship, so he already mm-hmm. knew German, and he was like, well, I can teach you, and I was like, huh, no thanks. Uh, we'll leave it to the professional. So, yeah. So I went to school there, and the language school that I went to was actually really interesting. So our German teacher was, well, actually we had two, one was Polish, I think. Um, but anyway, so they only spoke German to us because everybody else was from like a different country. So there's somebody from Greece, there's somebody from Kosovo, there was somebody from Morocco, just every different place. So the only language we had in common was German. Mm-hmm. So even mm-hmm. if I had a question, I had to either just keep it in my head and mm-hmm. ask for it in English later or figure out a way to ask it in German. So it's like German as a second language. Yes, yeah, exactly. Everyone, everyone. So, and I would say cool. probably when I like realized like I'm not just learning this to like learn the language was just knowing people mm. and you know being interested in people and I did realize there was a point in language school where my German knowledge exceeded their English knowledge and that is the point at which people started speaking to me in German and then I was like okay I can get into much deeper conversations because I'm willing to look like an idiot mm-hmm. instead of them having to look like an idiot. You see what I mean? So like yeah. I was willing to put myself out there and be like, I'm not say this wrong, but I'm still gonna say it. Yeah. That way we can have a deeper conversation than hi, my name is Heather and I yeah. lived in America, you know. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Um what are so you said you have told us previously that you had a degree in elementary education, mm-hmm. correct? So what qualifies you to teach high school German? Um so elementary kids kind of scare me a little bit. Uh, this saying that this is the woman who just said she got a degree in elementary education. Right. <laughs> well, I got it because I, high schoolers scared me at the time, but now, well, so in Germany, okay, so I'll say that. So in Germany, we um, did, we were basically like youth pastors, I guess. So we did like um, little Bible lessons and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. quickly the, the youth group, so like the older kids, like the older um, high school age kids, um, were more interesting to me just because we could have deeper conversations instead of just, you know, uh, younger kid kinds of conversations. Um, and just more, yeah, I don't know. Because they, they realize that the next step is like, you know, life. And so right. it's preparing them for adulthood and kind of things like that. So that kind of made me more interested in teaching that age group. Um, now my licensure does, I mean, our, my licensure goes pre-K through 12, so like mm-hmm. I could. Um, but like we were talking about in our last episode, uh, that we start you know, their world language education far too late, honestly. Um, and so that's not really an option. Right, it's not really an option. But mm-hmm. I do, like, if I were to, my dream, teaching my dream grade would probably be 11th grade. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be a pretty... It's a sweet spot. Yeah. Exactly. That's mine, too. Yeah. I like 10th grade, too, though. 10th grade's okay. I like 10th grade. Yeah. But juniors are, I think juniors are pretty chill and they're not mm-hmm. over it yet like seniors tend to be mm-hmm. <laughs> so what would you say it Dilly, if you have a question you can chime in whenever oh, no, you could go okay what about, would you say your um most favorite thing about your job is mm, my most favorite thing about my job um i would say my most favorite thing about my job is uh being an influence on the kids like i don't know i mean i do we, we do German in my class. It sounds like we never do German in my class. We do do German in my class. But, like, I consider it my job, too, to teach them life lessons mm-hmm. via German, if that makes sense. So like It's just words. your vessel. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, like, we talk a ton about context clues in my class and, like, uh, you know, reading the room and, you know, just figuring things out 
there's a lot in, so in the text, for example, if I give them a text or a listening or whatever, there's going to be a lot that they don't understand, right? Mm -hmm. And so my the skill that I'm trying to teach them is to figure out what you can based on what you know rather than concentrating on what you don't know. Right. And that is something mm -hmm. that I don't, they've lost. Maybe they could do it in elementary school, but maybe because they're tested so much, I'm yeah. not sure yeah. they've like, lost the art of that. Yeah. And so just kind of teaching them to rely on themselves. I always say go with your gut because that seems to have been lost too. They'll second guess themselves. And mm -hmm. like a lot of times on answers sometimes on tests or whatever, they'll cross out their first answer and right. that was the right one. And I'll give them credit for it because I'm like, you should always go like, yeah. don't second guess yourself. Um, and so just kind of teaching life lessons, honestly, is my favorite part of the job via German. So like using it to teach them the things that are gonna be you know, transferable right. and applicable in their in their life after school. Right. Uh, yeah, it's pretty obvious that you love your job and you have lots of favorite parts. What's your least favorite part? Um, my least favorite part uh, is grading. <laughs> no. Here. That Same is here. my that is my least favorite part. I would rather just do stuff in class, but a lot of times their their first question is always, you know, is this gonna be a grade? Mm -hmm. And you know. Then, yes, eventually you got to sit down and try to get 18 grades per nine weeks, which yeah. sounds like not a lot, but it's so a lot. Yeah. Two per week. Gosh. And that and two per week doesn't even sound that much. Yeah. But it really is. Especially if you want to make it like, I don't know, valuable grading. Yeah. And like, impactful. Right. Impactful. And yes. meaningful. And mm -hmm. does it really test their knowledge of, you know, whatever. So grading right. is my least favorite. They actually, like where there's no kids involved. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, my least favorite part. I also, I mean, I'm going to speak for you a little bit, but I also think maybe your least favorite part is attendance taking. Oh my gosh, if there is somebody at this table who is the worst at attendance taking, it's 100% yeah, me. You win that I award, for sure. We'll take attendance a lot of times at the end of the day when the kids are gone. We're pretty sure Heather knows who's in her class. For all the classes. Right. For all, for she's all at 345, yep. she's taking attendance for all, all the classes. Yep, yep, yep. That's yep. my favorite thing. That's I, wild. I'm so Heather, you're a wild get, woman. I get many emails about that. Can you living please Living on the edge. Living on the edge. I just can't, sure. well, so the thing is, they come in my room, we talk a little bit, yep. and then we just get going with the yeah, lesson. Yeah. Like, I'm just in the moment, y'all. Yep. And I cannot be bound by. She can't. <laughs> she cannot be tamed. <laughs> See, it's the it's the secretarial, like the admin part of my job. Yes. I, I cannot. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah. It's the admin. Yeah. Definitely not the admin of the school. The admin of the job. Of the right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Administrative. Administrative. Of my yeah. Job. Exactly. Just, I am not. No. I, on the other hand, am like very. I, I'm very regimented in doing those kinds of things. I know. I in fact, kids will say to me, they're like, have you taken attendance yeah. today? And I'm like, do you know me? Obviously, I do not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're just like the Goldilocks of <laughs> admin of our jobs. Heather's like, not enough. Uh -huh. Luke, you might be too much. I think I am. I think I'm just right. You might be just right. <laughs> I might be right in the middle there. She, I will say, Dilly, you've, you've found a really incredible system for doing all those things. Because you just, it, it seems like for me, when I like watch you do it, it's like a ballet. Oh. You're just like, duh, duh. Like she's like typing on the computer and there's like orchestral <laughs> now, music. Say, Natalie, so one of our other teachers does, she takes attendance on her phone. Mm -hmm. Which maybe that would help. I, I can't don't, get, Oh, no, I, that would not work. The website maybe. doesn't really, it ain't copacetic with the phone. I, because I get so mad at them for being on their phones, I feel like yeah, touching my yeah. phone is also the And my yeah. phone at any given day could be in the teacher's bathroom. <laughs> Literally anywhere. So, or on your back porch. It's like, where's Waldo? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone on the hall, by the way, folks, knows what my phone looks like and has <laughs> yes. given it to me at some point yeah. when I didn't even know it was. Just walk was. up and put it in your hand. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, Heather, one 
question that I think is really interesting and good question is, how has your viewpoint on your career changed over the time you've spent doing it? Um, actually, that is an interesting question. So I took over teaching. My first teaching job, I took over in the middle of a year from somebody um, who actually, she couldn't pass the German test, like the German like just speaking German part of the test to be a teacher. And so they had to fire her. And so I came in and they, they loved her. They had a ton of fun with her, but the kids knew absolutely nothing. Like they knew nothing at all in German. Um, but they'd had a great time with the teacher, you know, and all this stuff. And so I asked a teacher friend of mine, I was like, so it, you know, I'm coming in in the middle of the year. Um, what should be the first thing that I do with them? And she was like, no, you should just jump into teaching. And it went against everything that is in my mm -hmm. heart and soul. But I listened to her advice because she was the, you know, veteran teacher. Yeah. Um, and I regret that a lot. I do. I really, really do. Because the thing that I've learned about teaching is that it's so much more than just teaching. Like, I did. I went in there and I was like, I taught them what... Uh, indirect prepositions were followed the book exactly uh, like they said they were on chapter six or she did or whatever somebody told me what chapter they were on I picked right up follow the book exactly like did all the things all the worksheets that went along with each chapter and yeah and then they made me go to a PD like super quick after I got there and I was like why I don't know anything about what I'm doing here and then I learned about this fabulous kind of test that I now use and mm -hmm. structure all my class around that test that type of test um, but then a student actually said to me, in a very not, like, I don't know, he did confront me, but at the same time, I didn't feel like he was questioning my authority or anything like that. But he was like, Frosible, just so you know, like, it really feels like what we do in class doesn't match the kind of test that we're taking. And I really took that to heart. And I was like, okay, I see that. And so that kind of, his comment kind of changed um, what and how I do. Um, but that was... Yeah, shockingly though, not really hard to hear from him, even though he was kind of a troublemaker, but like mm -hmm. just the way he said it and that fact that it was true kind of made me rethink yeah. like what and how I do it. You're also very receptive to people, like especially students, like when they tell you like, hey, I'm having X, Y, Z problem, like you're very receptive to trying to like yeah. accommodate Agreed. to that. Yeah. It's just been my experience, like watching you do this. That's good. That, I feel like that's a compliment. I yeah. Try to Absolutely. And then... The, well, I guess the last thing really is tell us about your life now. Like, what's going on? Like, what's your, who's your husband? Do you have kids? Blah, I do. Blah. I have, so I am, uh, my name's uh, Heather, and I, my husband's name is Brett. We call him Bert sometimes, though. So a lot of times I'll refer to him as Bert. Yeah, funny story, That's actually. That's where the ER inversion comes. You do that. Bert. Well, <laughs> also, you know, funny story about this. So we had a Christmas party at my house last year. Yes. And y'all both came. Yes. and. And Heather was like, I said, Heather, what are you going to bring to the party? And she said, we're going to bring some of Bert's pumpkin butter. And I said, who is Bert? I kept telling my <laughs> wife, I was like, who is Bert and why is he coming? <laughs> and then when you got there, I realized it was him. Yeah. It was your husband, yeah. Yeah. who is not Bert. But, so his name is Brett, but we call him Bert because sometimes, so like the pumpkin butter, that whole situation, how we handle the pumpkin butter. Yeah. It was very Bert-like. It was very Bert. <laughs> anyway, so he, we call him Bert sometimes yeah. when he's... What he's a fun guy. Up. Yeah. A little bit of an alter ego. Not, no, when he's not being fun, then he's uh, Bert. Fun him is Brett. I guess oh, okay. for a little bit of context, he was like, I hope you enjoy that pumpkin butter, but I need that jar back. Yeah. I was like, that is the dumbest thing. That is thing so Bert. It's still in my refrigerator. <laughs> so, see, no, I think I told your wife to throw it away when y'all were moving. Oh. I'm fairly certain that's the way that happened. Um, anyway, so I have my husband, who is 
Brett Burt, but it's the same person. Um, <laughs> and then I have a 17-year-old going on 25, mm-hmm. the amount mm-hmm. of freedom that she would like to have. Yes. And then I have a 13-year-old who uh, is a soccer player and so different than her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that's where I am in life right now. And uh, it's summertime. Yay. So. Get pets. I do. I have two dogs. I have uh, Frodo and uh, Thurman. And Thurman is um, knocking on death's door. But, uh uh, yeah, he's still, he has this thing. I, I, nobody, I don't think either one of y'all have been to my house, but he has this thing. He like coughs, and they told us this because his es- esophagus is like closing in on itself. Uh, and so we just like, <laughs> like a lot, actually. Yeah. So, oh and then Frodo is just a toddler, but he's like 10 years old. They're pretty close to age, actually, but they're very different mm-hmm. in their um, dog. Well, you think. You don't actually know That's how That's true. Old. They, they guess that, Fer- that Herman <laughs> is like eight, but there's no way because Frodo's 10. He's actually, yeah. in that case, older. There's no way. Anyway. Yeah. So I wish you would have changed his name when you got him. Well, I wanted to call him Sam. So he's deaf, isn't he? Frodo. Yeah. Yeah, so it don't even matter. matter. Yeah. We can call him whatever we want to. Fruit Loops. And he, yeah, react the same way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, what do you do when you're not teaching and not parenting oh. or wiping? Uh, well, I have recently discovered a love for kayaking. So I just recently bought myself um, a kayak uh, rooftop situation, and I am actually my car. Out you know, there I saw that the other day. Has a kayak on top of it right now. Yeah, I drove that. Yeah. I don't know if she wants to mention herself. No, she totally would mention this herself. She can lift by herself. Yes, obviously, I lift the kayak in yeah. and out of the water mm-hmm. all by myself. Take that. I'm very proud of that, actually. And so I love. Kayaking, am I good at it? No. Do I just go out there and play on my phone or talk to myself in a British accent? That's I want everybody I that's know. listening to ask themselves this question right now. Is anybody actually good at kayaking? Because all the experiences that I've ever had have not ended in a really positive way. And I am, well, I guess I should also preface this by saying I'm not very athletically inclined whatsoever. <laughs> well, I'm not either, but just all I do is just go out and Do you mean by good at just having the arm strength to paddle yourself? Not even that, because I just paddle out to the middle and just like stay there. That's what I yeah. do, and I'm pretty, I think that's great at kayaking. Yeah. So, I think that's And wonderful. I haven't branched out, like I basically I go to the same place, but like that has become my new thing. Like I love, I love, love, love doing that. I also do like to build and like do stuff, mm-hmm. like make things, create things, like for the wood mainly. Um, I don't have the proper tools for it, so just I'm kind of yep. winging it, but uh, um, I'd still love to do it. And so those are two things that really make me happy. And just me without husband or kids or anything like that, that just makes me happy. It's amazing. Yeah. What an interesting person you, you are. You really are interesting. Yeah. I've, I've learned, I've learned quite a few new things. Do you yes, yeah. want to leave us with any other things that you feel pertinent or interesting about yourself? Well, eh, that's a good question, actually. Oh, I just okay. thought of it. Okay. What is something that people don't know about you? Ooh, One thing. I'm not going to do the three things because that's too much. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, I feel like I'm a pretty open book. You are, but I feel like there's something. There's something in there. We're going to have to cut a lot of this thinking space out. No, it's, it's fine. Words. We can fill it up. Um, something that people don't know about me. <laughs> I was going to say, but you know this, and you're going to make fun of me for mentioning it. Like, that other people don't know about me, or that y'all specifically don't know about me? It, it, that people don't know about you. Well, Not us. We know everything about you. Right. Okay, so people in general. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we still like you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to make fun of me for saying this, but I really like and would have been an actress if that was an option for me. Um, in high school, I was voted the best actress, and I just love being on stage. I love being on stage, and... Um, 
when people look at me. I I'm ready for my close-up. Yes, oh, I just I adore it. it. Yeah, that's yeah, no, not really surprising at all. Yeah. But that took my question away, which was, if you weren't a teacher, what would you do? So that would well, be it. Well, no, because I don't have the, like, gumption to pursue it. Like. Yeah, and you're old. And Well, I mean, I, yeah, but I can I'm, She's not old. That I was mean, a bad joke. I mean, <laughs> no I one laughed, so I'm just going to tell you it was a joke. <laughs> I mean, I could be a great, you know, I just don't, I don't know if I would know the avenues to pursue something like that. Mm. If I wasn't a teacher, that's a good question. I actually would be probably a woodworker or like a gone mm. into some kind of Ooh. trade to like do something with my hand, like making stuff. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, you can earn money. Like acting, I feel like I wouldn't have pursued it because like, I mean, there's no money in teaching either, but um, <laughs> I feel like I could have done something with that and like created and yeah. I love that. I feel like that, I mean, that is that's another thing that I was going to ask and forgot, but what's the thing that motivates you? Is it money? Is it relationships? Is it growth? What is it? Um, I actually read this question, peace, honestly. Mm. Like, oh man, peace is so extremely meaningful to me. And if it's not peaceful, I try my hardest to make it peaceful, Mm -hmm. um, which can also be a downfall. But I would say like, that's just, that's what my, I always want everywhere. So like when it's, when there's not peace in my classroom or at home or whatever, I'm always thinking about how I can make it peaceful again. Yeah. Peace motivates. That's right. You are the peacemaker. You really are. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when Luke and I really have it out, you're going to... It just makes me feel awkward in. and then I... No, I'm not. I'm just going to drink <laughs> zero and pretend it's not happening. Because I can't do anything about it. And that's the thing. A lot of times I can't do anything about it. Especially when it's y'all, but... I just want everyone to know that doesn't happen. That that so doesn't happen. It does look like music and y'all go back and forth and I know nothing oh, well, about Oh, yeah, that. but that's not like... She meant like fighting. Oh, no. Fighting. We're not... What <laughs> yeah, would you break? We're not going to fight, y'all. That's We're not about that. Well, I don't know. Maybe we will just for the... Although I say, that, I say that and I make fun of people that have fights viewership. in their classroom, but last year I did for sure have a fight in my classroom. Somebody threw a water bottle and there was blood. So like... Ooh. Ew. Yeah. I wouldn't... I would, do we want to put that on there? <laughs> It's fine. It's on there. It's in. It's in per- perpetuity there you now. Go. <laughs> but it okay. doesn't have to. Be. You're still gonna make cuts. No, that's true. But I'm not gonna cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> but it was awful, and it did. It took me a while to like rein in how to like yeah. create peace in that yeah. scenario. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was a challenge. I don't think I accomplished it though. Well, Heather, this has been very enlightening, and yes. I really appreciate. How do I want to be remembered though? No, well, you have so many other good qualities. That one thing's not gonna detract from that. Oh my goodness! How do you want to be remembered? Um, how do I want to be remembered? Um, that I care. I want to be remembered. And like when kids think back, like we got those in those wooden nickels from kids. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I want to get those and just be remembered as the teacher that like showed up every day mm-hmm. and always cared and yeah. not necessarily was always like in a good mood or positive because yeah. that's not always true. You know, the kids have seen it's not me before. Yeah. yeah. But just that I always cared, that mm-hmm. I never stopped caring and didn't and wasn't picky about who I cared about. Like right. every, cared about everybody yeah, that's the same. Important. Yeah. And mm-hmm. didn't just have like a clique of kids that mm-hmm. you know, I care about and the others or whatever. Yeah. Like bad kids, good kids, all kids care that I just care. Yeah. I want to circle back and just give a little context for the wood nickel thing just so that people understand what that is. But when the seniors graduate, they're given a nickel that has our school emblem, our school logo on it, and they choose a teacher to give it to who has had some sort of impact on their life. And norm- I would assume every time in a positive way. I don't know that anyone's ever gotten a negative wooden nickel, but so it, Heather has a wall of those in her room, and you can really a small tell. Fortune, you can really, say. you can really tell that she's made a very big impact on these kids. I mean, she's you've been here since the our school is very young, so you've been here yeah. since the inception of that. Yeah. Um, 
And between you and me, I think she's got a good chance to be teacher of the year next year. Fingers crossed. Let's go. Don't you can't say anything about that, Heather. Because Guys, <laughs> they already know that I love being the center of attention. It's out there. That's it's, true. It's in perpetuity. Well, now you have a whole podcast episode dedicated to you. So when you write in with your questions, vote for Heather too. (laughs) So once again, as we said last time, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Linguist Lounge. You can also find us on Instagram at at Linguist Lounge. And also, we would love to hear from you. Drop us an email at linguistlounge at gmail.com. And until next time, we will see you soon. Goodbye. Ciao. Bye-bye. The linguists would like to thank the following people for their help making this podcast possible. Christian DePosey for use of your studio. You're the literal best. Our families for putting up with our crazy notions and allowing us to do it anyway. We love you all. Our friends for supporting and loving us. We are truly grateful for you. And to you for tuning in. We hope to see you again real soon. Intro and outro music by Brotheration Records. Podcast logo designed by Monday Morning Creative Studio.